Yeah, everything is psychology, especially in business, right? Sales is psychology, but when it comes to branding, completely is a hundred percent psychology. Especially when we elevate it to a luxury brand where we're charging high ticket and high pricing, everything is just a perception. So there's a difference between what your value and then what your perceived value is. So a lot of times, if you're getting a lot of objections for your business or in your sales call, a lot of it is because of the perceived value of your product. So that means you're not branding yourself correctly, and a lot of people are not. So they have a very good substantial business, but they're only speaking and conveying only about twenty percent of what they're actually doing. So they can't tell other people what their message really means in a compelling way, so that people are not sold. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am extremely excited about today's episode because this is a guest that I've been wanting to bring onto the show for some time now. So we're going to dive straight in today and we're going to be learning all about how you can really up-level your personal brand strategy and make it luxury. So I'm super excited to introduce to you guys Jaylissa Leah who is a luxury personal brand strategist that helps entrepreneurs brand themselves so that they can start monetizing their name and diversifying business opportunities. So Jay, Lissa, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Like you're saying, I've been really excited to come onto your podcast. So thanks for having me. No worries at all. Well, why don't we dive straight in and I'll get you to actually introduce yourself to our listeners. If you want to just tell them a bit about you, tell them about your journey take it away. Yeah. So my name is Jaylissa. I have been helping entrepreneurs brand themselves. And the reason why we focus on entrepreneurs is because we see a lot of people, especially in the press, they always feature influencers or celebrities, but not so much thought leaders. So I felt like entrepreneurs have such a huge story, as you know, as you're an entrepreneur yourself, how much it takes, how much courage it takes to even get there. And What I've noticed is that a lot of entrepreneurs have gone through a very similar journey, whether it's a trauma or it's a difficult journey that a lot of people want to learn from, but they don't talk about it because they only, a lot of people only want to know the success. So from my experience and my knowledge from clinical psychology and business psychology and my love for art and my background when I worked in as a, you know, brand strategy in the luxury space in New York, I kind of combined everything that I knew and help other people to create a brand that they're really excited to express themselves for. I love that. I love that you've taken you know, your background in psychology and been able to integrate it into now what you're doing with personal branding. So like, what sort of role does psychology have in relation to personal branding? How does that actually help you? Yeah, everything is psychology, especially in business, right? Sales is psychology, 
But when it comes to branding, completely is 100% psychology, especially when we elevate it to a luxury brand where we're charging high ticket and high pricing. Everything is just a perception. So there's a difference between what your value and then what your perceived value is. So a lot of times if you're getting a lot of objections for your business or in your sales call, a lot of it is because of the perceived value of your product. So that means you're not branding yourself correctly. And a lot of people are not. So they have a very good substantial business, but they're only speaking and conveying only about 20% of what they're actually doing. So they can't tell other people what their message really means in a compelling way so that people are not sold. Especially when we're talking about, you know, luxury brand, when things are at a really high price, people are not selling on emotions. People are selling based on information. So they're missing a lot of opportunities there. And all of that is just business psychology, consumer psychology, and a little bit of clinical psychology too. It's a lot of mindset work. I love that. That's so interesting because I've never really looked at personal branding from that perspective where you take it to that depth of, you know, like really focusing on the emotions rather than just the information and what you said about like the value versus the perceived value as well. I think that's Mm -hmm. just such a massive point because, well, I mean, first and foremost, like so many people struggle with just seeing their own value, but then we have to really be able to translate you know, the value of what we're offering across to the people that we are offering it to. So what I'm curious to know is what are some tips you have around how to raise that perceived value that you might have on your products or services right now? Yeah. So the funny thing is when I first started, I was starting in clinical psychology. So from Cal, I got my degree in clinical psychology, and then I went into Palo Alto Stanford for my PhD. So I was actually a mindset coach when I first started. And then slowly transition to business and then for branding. And so what I do in terms of my strategy, how I take people through a branding process is getting to know themselves. A lot of people, when we're talking about uh, branding, especially personal branding, we don't really even know what it is that is important to us and what our goal is, what our vision is, what our standards are, what our core values are. These are very basic things in terms of what creates your brand and what creates a luxury brand a brand that really resonate with other people. So we dive in really deep subconsciously. We go into, you know, a lot of deep mindset work of understanding why are you so passionate about your business and why is it so important to you to help other people? So we dive into very deep mindset work of what is it that you really value? How do you want to be perceived? What do you want to be remembered for if you're not on earth, you know, one of these days? And how do you want to make an impact? So that's one of the first things that we go straight into is what is actually important to you. Because if you can't see yourself as a luxury brand, no one else can see that. And no one else is going to respect your brand if you don't have a standard set. And then we look into what other people want, because a brand is not just about you. It's about the impact that you make. So we look into your audience and what their psychographic is, not just their demographic, which is their basic information. But we look into their psychographic. What are the things that they really desire? What are the things that they're afraid of? What are their challenges and how can you help them? And the goal of that is to be able to really speak into their heart, basically 10 steps ahead of them before they even know that they need you. And then we come up with a compelling story and then we start refining your brand as a whole between a little bit of combinations from you, a combination from your audience, and then combine that into a whole package where it's compelling and fun for both parties. 
I love that. That's such an in-depth response. So much more in-depth than what I was expecting <laughs> for that question. So thank you so I know, much. When I say personal brand and they're like, oh, cool. So do you do people's feed or like, do you do like a cool logo? Is that it? And I'm like, no, that's actually graphic design, which is a lot of people have that misconception because you know, graphic designer designer kind of saw that as an opportunity where people just think branding as like a logo and aesthetics, and then you have a business to go. But then you have that you're building a business based on, you know, like a sandbox and everything was going to fall apart. But then if you have a strategy and a really in-depth plan, it's about like 10 to 20 years projection. And then it really comes from your core value and then the core value of your audience to combine all that together. So it's a lot of psychology and science behind a good brand. That's why you see a lot of businesses survive. And then a lot of businesses just fall apart. I love that so much. So a few of the key points I took away was really getting to know yourself, getting Mm -hmm. to know your audience, and then from there, starting to refine and create your brand. Exactly. Amazing. So would you say that as a new business owner, it is, you know, one of the fundamental things you should be doing is the personal branding side of thing, or is this something that can wait until a little bit later in the business growth? What is your thoughts on that, you know, prioritizing getting your personal branding done as a new entrepreneur? I think it's something that has to happen simultaneously. It's like you don't want to have, you know, a very high business revenue and then no branding because now your business is basically based on referrals and that's not really sustainable. You also don't want a huge brand, which we a lot of us see, right, on especially on Instagram and TikTok where they have millions of followers and they have a huge brand, but they're not really generating any income. So, you know, you don't want to have one or the other. Ideally, it's both. You want to grow both at the same time. So you want to have that income at the same time, a brand that really represents who you are as a person so that people understand what your values are, especially with personal branding, with, you know, social media being such a big thing now, everybody has started realizing, oh, this is not just a connection between friends and family. Now it's actually a lot of businesses go online. If you're not online, you're almost irrelevant. So people are starting to realize how important it is for people to put themselves out there beyond just their company. So with Clubhouse and TikTok, you can't possibly have a company or a building start talking for you or like an assistant, right? People want to hear from the CEOs themselves because they want to know who they're investing into and why you're different from other businesses. And by having a personal brand, it makes it so much more relatable to people than just a random product or service that they hear online. Yes, I Hear that the point that really stood out for me just then was when you were talking about how people want to know who they're investing in. And Mm -hmm. a big mistake that I always see people making when they're, you know, at those early stages of their business is not showing their face enough online, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you are your brand. Like that's so important to be showing who you are, or even if you're, you know, just a product based business, you know, if the brand isn't even necessarily built around you, it's still so important to be showing your face and allowing your audience to really know who you are. So I love that point that you brought up there. Always discount themselves too. Like I'm sure as a mindset coach, you always see people are not living their full potential. And that's the same thing I see with brand and just like a different form. It's like, I see their brand and they're not utilizing all the tools that they have given, like their personality, their mindset, their journey, like even with you, right? There's so many mindset coach. What makes you so unique? The first time I heard your voice, I was like, oh my God, I love her accent. I love her voice. I would just like work with her just for because her voice and accent is so cute. 
And so for me, like these little nuances is why we get so obsessed with TikTok stars or YouTubers, right? And sometimes it's not even about the information. It's the personality. Maybe they're really fun and they're really charming or they're really bubbly. And then those are things that are really huge selling point that we always forget and we always discount ourselves. Mm, I love that. Just highlighting how you really do need to show up as your authentic self and plaster that across, you know, your business and your brand, because that is essentially going to be the difference between someone working with you and someone else within your industry. And and that's what I always tell my coaching clients as well, you know, is that you are you and you are so unique. And Mm -hmm. that on its own is going to be the difference between someone choosing you versus choosing the next person. So I love that you touched on that one there. Now, Something that I really want to learn more about when it comes to you and how you personal brand is what modern luxury means, because this is what you are, you've built your business around is this concept of modern luxury. So do you want to dive in and sort of explain what exactly that term means to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big concept that drove, that really started my business for Modern Luxury Lounge is because For my personal story, just to give you a little background, is that I was raised in a really wealthy family. And then after my dad passed away, I lost everything. And so from then, I was just seeking for a meaning of luxury and wanting to get back to where I used to be. And to me, being raised in a family that really prioritized materials, that's really what I thought it was. And until I had all of those things, the cars, you know, the bags, the homes, and everything that people thought would be have a successful life or a luxurious life, I had it all just to realize that I was more miserable than I started before because success without inner fulfillment is just failure. And that's when I started realizing that the definition of luxury is not an exterior thing. It's not actually an object, but rather it's internal fulfillment. So luxury could be laying on the beach. If you love the water, you love the beach. It could be drinking water out of a wine glass, which is a huge part of my brand. Or it could be hanging out with your kids if you always work and you don't get to see them a lot. Those are luxury. It's whatever is scarce to you, but you get to enjoy and it's something that really makes you happy. And then so that's when I started making a shift and coming back to California and studying clinical psychology, giving up all my career and restarting my whole life. But I've never been happier before. And now, especially helping other people find the same thing through modern luxury. When I was doing it, I was like, I can't be the only one especially if I want to start a business surrounding this whole concept. And so that's when I really digged into the research and realized about 40 to 60% of millennials and Gen Z would prefer experiential luxury than material luxury, because having things is not as unique as it used to be. You can order you know, things off of Amazon or eBay or whatever it is you want. You can basically order with a click of button. So material is actually not really consider luxury because it's not scarce anymore, but what's actually scarce is experience. So people would much rather pay for vacations or festivals or hang out with their friends or all of those things that makes them internally fulfilled, especially, you know, with mindset, how important it is after pandemic is even more so. I love that concept. (laughs) When you said that, like luxury is about internal fulfillment, like that Mm -hmm. hit me, that one hit me because I guess like when I first came into business, you know, I thought that fulfillment would come from hitting those big milestones, but then you start to hit these milestones as you progress across your business journey and you realize it's not the milestone itself that's going to bring you the fulfillment. So I love how you really brought that little reminder in because 
everyone sort of falls into that pattern. We all get fixated on, oh, we got to hit this point because when I hit this point, I'm going to feel this way. But doing something as simple as, like you said, drinking water from a wine glass, that's something that I do all the time. Like, I love the, it. Like, I don't know why it just feels luxury. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I feel fancy. And so I love that that's also an aspect of, you know, this modern luxury concept that you're really starting to share with the world. And what it reminded me of as well is like the abundance mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like not necessarily needing to have X amount of figures in your bank account or all of these material things in order to feel abundant, but instead just leaning into that internal fulfillment. So I guess what I want to know is how do you take this concept of, you know, luxury being internal fulfillment and incorporate that into a business? Like how do you make a business luxury in this sense? Yes. So because modern luxury is all about experiential luxury. So then a lot of times it goes back to the client journey. So one, it goes back to, you know, the brand strategy that I do with my clients is one is what is luxury to you? Because you want to attract like-minded people. And when I'm sure as you know, when you take on clients that are like-minded, that appreciate you and appreciate the things that you appreciate, it ends up being such a great relationship. And it, you know, great relationship ends up being good reputation, which is great for your brand. So one is identifying what's actually luxury to you, what makes you happy, even when no one's watching. And I like to ask people this is, if the world was blind, would you still be doing what you're doing? Or would you do something else? And if so, what are the things that you would be doing? And then another thing that I would always ask other people is, you know, what is the client journey? Because if it's experiential that is considered as luxury, you want to give them that experience. It could be as little as giving them a phone call or wishing them a happy Thanksgiving, you know, in the States or writing them a handwritten note or going above and beyond to, to make them feel special. Anything to make that other person feel luxurious is really important. And one thing I love to remind other people, it's not, you know, treat other people the way you want to be treated, but treat other people the way they want to be treated. So it takes a lot of survey and a lot of research and a lot of feedback, which a lot of companies started doing. Anytime you call them, you know, they always ask you for feedback is because they want to improve their client journey. And those things go way further than the gift or the packaging. Because like, if you think about how many times you received the package that you order online, the thing that makes you feel really unique is the unboxing experience. And if there's a little note in there, it gets you really excited, right? Because no one really takes the time to do that anymore, especially in a digital world. So making your business more high-end, more high-touch, it's just literally adding more of these touch points that makes it a white glove experience. That's a powerful point to touch on there too, because like you said, it's all online you know, when we're working in this digital world. And so there is an element of connection that's missing and that additional element of luxury being able to have that physical experience with someone. So to be able to provide them with an experience in a different way, such as a simple handwritten letter or a nice welcome gift or something like that, that is a very powerful thing to do. So from your experience, you know, how does this transform a business by adding this, going this extra step for clients and creating this unique and special experience for them. Yeah. So when you do that, it becomes a relationship. 
So a lot of us, we see clients, right? It's almost like a lead. It's another number on your spreadsheet, or it's just another transaction. And then when they're done and over, you want to think about another person. But the really important thing that makes a business really good, especially a luxury business, is the LVT. It's the lifetime value of that client. How long has that client been with you? My first client is still with me today. And that's a big deal because I'm no longer just a client or a agency for them. I'm almost like I build this relationship where they can count on me if they need anything. If it's something that we don't do, I know that I can help them by referring another person that I know that will really benefit them. So it became like a relationship where they started referring a lot of people to me and then start you know, asking me to whether speaking engagement event, it's just opened up a lot of opportunities for me because now it's more of a family kind of dynamic, not like, you know, obviously you always have to have that boundary, but then it became like a lifelong relationship or friendship rather than just the transaction where you go into, you know, CVS or whatever in, in a Target or a store and you just check out and check in and call it a day. And when you have that relationship, you think about any luxury brand, they have the most loyal clients. It's because they have built that relationship. They reward people for being loyal. I remember my friend that gifted me an Hermes bag and it was a rewards bag. So it's not even something you can purchase. It's only something you can get if you have been shopping with them for a really long time and then they reward you with something. So something as little as rewards to give back to your clients to say, thank you. And just to remind them how much you appreciate them. It goes a really, really long way. Yes. Yes. Using these experiences, using your personal branding to build that community, which is something that is so important in any business. Hey guys, don't hate me, but I'm interrupting this episode with a very quick message for you. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't already heard, I have launched a program to help you do what I have done and build a freaking coaching business. That's right. The Aligned Coaches Academy is now live. Okay, so if you are someone wanting to start a coaching business but have not yet taken the steps to do so, you're someone who has launched a coaching business but hasn't been seeing any results and is looking for new approaches, or you're someone who is successfully running a coaching business but are currently working too much from a place of hustle rather than alignment and want to start switching things up. If this is you, then head to the episode description right now and click the link to apply for the Aligned Coaches Academy, okay? Once you fill out the application form, you can schedule a one-to-one call with me and we can get you locked and loaded into the program to launch your business in 2022, okay? Enrollments close on December 22nd, so do not wait. That's all from me. Let's dive back into this episode. I hope to start chatting to some of you guys soon about launching your coaching businesses. So, you know, we've touched on a lot of different aspects of, I guess, what modern luxury means. So could you summarize for us, I guess, this mindset that is behind modern luxury? So to summarize modern luxury mindset is going into our slogan, which is treat yourself like a luxury brand. The way I came up with that is because I see a lot of people treating objects and materials as luxury, but not themselves. And we only live our life once. We only have our brain and our mindset this one lifetime. And there's no one else in this world that's luxurious than that, right? So a lot of times we're always taught that self-care is selfish. 
And it's not because if you don't put yourself first, how are you going to fill someone else's cup? If you give other people a discounted version of you, that's also not what they deserve, right? So especially when it comes to branding, because a lot of people are like, how does treating myself going to reflect my brand? It reflects on everything. The way you treat yourself, the way you dress, the way you present yourself, the way you take care of yourself tells people how much respect you have for yourself. And that tells people the standard you have in terms of how other people should be treating you. So a lot of us, we always put other people first, especially once we have children, we always put them first and we forget ourselves. And then we're giving a discounted version to our children. And so when you want to think about modern luxury and the experience and thinking about how that relates to other people, if you want to give other people a good experience, you have to give that to yourself first and know what that even feels like so that you know how to offer it to other people. I think that's my favorite point from our conversation today. And I've had a lot of favorite points in this discussion we've been having, right? Like saying, treat yourself like a luxury brand and be selfish, put yourself first. I mean, that says so much because I think a lot of the time we can become so consumed into putting everything into our businesses and then nothing back into ourselves. And when we're not giving ourselves that time, that care, that energy, that luxury care, then that is going to trickle on and then ultimately have an effect on the business as well. So I love that. You've just given me an excuse to go book in and get my hair redone, get some get some foils put through it, you know? Exactly. Because when you feel good, that energy is like you were saying before, it's like abundance supply of happiness that you want to offer to the world. I've never seen a one happy person that's like, I only want to keep it to myself. It's only people that are upset or, you know, feeling a scarcity mindset that wants to take from other people. But when you're feeling full and you're happy, all you want to do is give that love to other people. I love that so much. Treat yourself like a luxury brand first. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Now, I would leave it on that note, but I actually have, you know, a few more questions that I want to ask you while we're on this episode today. And as I was exploring your brand and, you know, what modern luxury is, I really became aware of there's like four main areas that you work with people on being the soul, the authority, the vibe and the attraction. So why don't we dive in a little bit and learn about what the importance is of each and what they actually mean? Yeah. So the soul, the first step that, like you were saying, you kind of broke down my formula, which is great. The soul part is really what you really desire, because if you don't have any clarity, it's impossible for you to show up. Even if you show up, people end up being really shy. But if you know exactly what your journey is, what the map looks like, what the direction is, it's like having a GPS. Now you have a confidence to just go straight for it because you know exactly where to go. And then looking at the authority in order for you to become an authority is really understanding what other people want, what not only your target audience, but what's actually out there in the market. What is, you know, people that are doing what you're doing, what is it that they offer? What is so unique about them that you love? But what are also, what are the, things that are not so good that other people say that they're not good at, because that could be your leverage to become the authority, because now there's a pocket of audience that is unserved. And that's when you come in and say, hey, I know that this is what you guys are looking for. I have a solution for that. Right. And then 
Credibility is another big part of, you know, what are, what we do is also creating, you know, getting into press or getting into podcasts like with you and getting into different things that will build your credibility because it's not just who you say you are, who you know, it's who knows you. So you want to get yourself a lot of exposure, your brand association. So it's not just about you. You cannot possibly build an empire by yourself. It does take a whole village. So I always encourage people to collaborate with people that you really align with. And then the vibe. So, you know, everyone has a different vibe. Your whole community has your vibe. My community has my vibe as well. Your brand is almost like not, it doesn't live just within you or when you're around. It's even when you're not around. And so it's, you know, how can you allow people to talk about you when you're not around? How can you utilize that brand extension? So a lot of people talk about treat yourself like a luxury brand. People that follows my brand started drinking water out of a wine glass and they started tagging me in the stories. And it just makes me so happy because, you know, at first it's like, why are you so extra? But now I'm like, I don't care if it's apple juice. If I'm going out, you give me a wine glass and you put that apple juice in there. <laughs> and so people would take photos and send it to me because it reminds them of me even when I'm not around. So that's huge. You want people to advertise and represent your brand even when you're not around. And that's why people have you know logos of um, bags and stuff because you're literally representing them. You're now part of the crew. And then mm. the last thing that you mentioned is the traction. A luxury brand, you will never see a Lambo with like a advertisement, right? Or really high end stuff have all these flashing advertisement, even if it do, it's very muted because it's based on emotion because they have done enough research to understand what their audience want before they even want it. And so if you see any of their advertisements, say for Chanel, it's always selling a perfume, but it never talks about what's the ingredient in there, why the box is so different, why you should buy it, but rather they give you a quick glimpse of a girl that is romantically dancing with another guy that is off to the moon and they're really beautiful in a beautiful dress and it's super romantic. It's a whole energy. It's a whole emotion that they're selling right? So it's an attraction. So they find what attracts you is because a lot of people who buy into Chanel, they want that sophistication. They want that elegance. So they are presenting themselves where they are a magnetic brand, where they attract you. They don't have to ask you to buy things. They don't have to go on sale or go on promotion, right? Because you never see Cartier go on sale because someone can't afford it. They just stay very put as who they are and they understand what is the trend, what do people want? And they stage themselves as almost like a magnet to attract other people. Mm, I love that. So, I mean, first of all, coming off what you were saying there, when you mentioned Lamborghini, something uh, popped into my mind, which I had read just a quote on Instagram some time ago, but basically you'll never see a Lamborghini ad on TV Mm -hmm. because Lamborghini Mm -hmm. knows that their audience, their target audience isn't sitting there watching the TV in the first place. And so I think that's a very powerful point that you brought up again about knowing your audience. So all of this really just comes back to really knowing yourself, really knowing your audience and using these to really refine your brand. Yeah. So always research, you know, a lot of people do a brand research once and then they forget about it. But as you grow, as your brand evolves, your audience also evolves, right? Maybe in the beginning you work with beginners and then you work with scaling entrepreneurs and then you work with really high level entrepreneurs. Every single figure is 
every stage that they go through as you evolve, they also grow. And you really want to understand where do they even hang out? What apps do they use? Who do they talk to? Where do they go when they really need help? All of these things, you want to place yourself in front of them so you can attract them and always be there even when they're not looking for you. I love this so much. So what I always love doing is, you know, giving our listeners some actionable steps they can really start taking because, you know, it's knowledge is not power. It's applied knowledge that is power. So if mm-hmm. someone's sitting here today and they've been listening into this podcast and they really want to start taking some first steps with their personal branding, what are those first steps you'd recommend they take? Yeah, it's just literally asking yourself what is really important to you. If the world was blind, like going back to that question, if the world was blind, how are you still going to be doing what you're doing? If not, what are the things that you would be doing and why does it make you happy? How can you carve out more time to nourish yourself so that you do feel 100% at all times? And then the second step is looking at who is it one person, and I don't mean a group of people because I when I ask people who is your target audience and they're like 20 to 50s, I'm like, okay, but that's basically everybody then. So you're basically talking to no one. So you want to think of that one person. What is that one character's pain point? What do they do? What do they really desire? What are they afraid of? What do they really want to overcome? Think, do that kind of research. And then the third thing, what is the compelling story that makes you unique as a person? What is your journey? What are the trauma you went through that you can help with other people because you've gone through it yourself and leverage that to add on to your business brand to make it even more powerful because now it's not just a business brand that offers a service or product, but now you're a luxury brand that has a story behind it, which is what all luxury brands are. It's selling on emotions. So the first thing is knowing yourself, what makes you a whole and make what makes you complete. What are the missing parts that's going to make you a luxury brand? Two is knowing your other, your audience so that you know exactly how to treat them like a luxury brand. And then the third one is what's a compelling story. So you can create kind of almost like a place for you, both parties to escape because that's what a brand is, right? When you go into Hollister or Victoria's Secret or anything, it's almost like an escape from reality. So you want to build that world where they feel safe, where you feel safe, and that you guys have this connection together through a whole platform, which is your brand. I myself am going to be taking those steps and taking some serious action on making my brand more luxury because everything that you've shared with me today is just so damn insightful. I am so grateful to have had this conversation with you. There's a couple things that I sort of want to ask you as we start to wrap up. Now, the first is that given this is the Empower With Them podcast, I always ask all of my guests, you know, what is one final piece of empowering advice that you would love our listeners to hear, whether it be related to this topic or just related to the whole journey of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's just always going back to your core values, even those three top core values that you can figure out and don't stray away from it, whether it's your friends and family. And I wish these are things that taught in school, because these are a huge reason why we get along with people and why we don't. It's not because of uh, situational awareness or anything that is, you know, it's not external. It's a lot of times our core values do not align. They don't have to be completely 100%. Obviously, not everyone's going to have the same core values, but you have to respect each other's value. But once you know what that is, 
it's so easy to grow your own community. It's so easy for you to know what to say yes to, what to say no to, and set that boundaries and set the standard for yourself. I love that. And now, of course, Jaylissa, you've shared so much value with us today. And I'm sure that some of our listeners will be sitting here and wanting to continue learning from you, you know, even after this podcast. So where can they find you if they do want to connect with you further and continue to learn more about modern luxury? Yeah, so I am always on Instagram or LinkedIn. It's at Jaylissa Leah or um, go to my website is jlista.com. And I have, you know, contact info there, but usually through Instagram or LinkedIn, because I really love to connect with people through DMs. It's more personal that way rather than, you know, just email me or something. So amazing. And I'll put these links into the episode description as well. So then people can find them with absolute ease. But thank you so much for your time today. I've honestly loved this conversation. I've loved learning all about modern luxury. And I'll be sure to tag you in my story next time I go and drink some water out of a wine glass. <laughs> Please do. It makes me so happy. And I always repost it because it just reminds people to never settle for less and always do a little extra for yourself, whether it's putting more whipped cream in your coffee or a little rose petal in your bath because you deserve it. You're a luxury brand. You don't have to do it only when it's a special occasion. Mm. What a powerful note to leave this episode (laughs) off on. I hope everyone goes and starts treating themselves like the luxury brand that they are and want to be. I know that I am going to be doing that. So thank you again, Jaylissa, for your time. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Emily, for having me. Thank you so much. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all from me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.